when God does his work, he does it perfectly. And I want you all to know that more than you know what we bring, those of us who stand in front of you and minister. Uh, God does more than what we bring. And what, if we have anything to offer, God gave it to us. And if we have nothing, then that means that we missed God and we brought what we had. I mean, that's how that works. I did want to share some things with you tonight on uh, the final examination, part seven. I've basically, I stopped uh, talking about and teaching from um, this subject, the final examination, when we were talking about Jesus going into Jerusalem in the last week of his life. And as Jesus went into Jerusalem, he went in there, yes, to die, but he went in there also to be examined. Uh, and so that uh, if there were anything wrong with him, then uh, he could not be the sacrifice. But we know that Jesus was perfect in every way. And uh, it was during that last week of his life that his enemies asked him the most difficult questions uh, that they had ever asked. And he passed them with flying colors. As a matter of fact, he was so filled uh, with the wisdom of God and being God, but he, he was a man. And filled with the wisdom of God, he silenced all of his critics. And rather than repenting, they just said, we're not going to expose ourselves anymore. We've made up our mind to kill him and kill him, we will do. And so that's the way that was. <clears throat> and of course, and during this time, Jesus taught and he modeled what he wants us to actually walk in. Uh, I want to look at Matthew 24 because I, I find that these scriptures in Matthew 24 or uh, Luke 17, Luke 21, those uh, scriptures are so amazingly powerful. And I think they speak of today where we are. And I would like for all of us to recognize where we are today and not get bogged down in the things of the world. I, you know, you hear that refrain from me often. It's because if there is danger, I must, I must warn you. Um, if I don't warn you, then, then whatever happens to you, I'm responsible for. And that's how God calls us. And James tells us that we ought not to be in a rush to be teachers of the word. Uh, we, we should not be in a rush because we're going to receive a stricter judgment. Um, that is, if you haven't studied properly, God's going to deal with that. <laughs> and uh, if you have said the wrong things, he will deal with that. And not necessarily just later on uh, when he comes, but even during this time period, he will do so. Let's read some uh, from Matthew chapter 24. We'll start in verse uh, 32. Um, I, I, the final examination, part 7, the parable of the fig tree. So let's read, uh, starting in verse uh, 32. Now learn this parable from the fig tree. When its branch has already become tender and puts forth leaves, you know that summer is near. So you also, when you see all these things, know that it is near at the doors it is near where? At the doors. Assuredly, I say to you, this generation will by no means pass away till all these things take place. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will by no means pass away. And um, so you know that when we, we will one day have a new earth. There will be, a, be new heavens. He said they will pass away, but my words will remain. Even though I will change all of that out, I will do a thorough work of renovation but my word needs no renovation. Uh, God is just so amazing, just so amazing. 
Mm. He says, um, but of that day and hour, no one knows, not even the angels of heaven, but my Father only. And of course, Jesus was speaking uh, from his earthly existence, and he says, nobody knows, uh, not the angels of heaven. I would say to you, the angels of heaven still don't know, uh, but Jesus obviously knows. He has been glorified. But at that, this particular juncture, he did not know. He says, but my Father only. So when men tell us they have some secret information, don't believe them. Don't believe them. We walk this out by faith. And uh, we're, we're doing everything we can to, to abide in the, in the secret place of God where his secrets are made known. We're doing everything that we can do. Uh, by, by fasting and by praying, by studying. We do everything we can, not to manipulate God, but to, as it were, hear his voice. Yeah. And this is what we all must do. The purpose of prophecy is, is not to uh, uh, entertain people. It's not for the curious seeker, but uh, it is to encourage those of us who have consecrated ourselves to the Lord and, and who believe in the Lord. So Jesus we find that he was closing this um, um, sermon out uh, with, um, uh, with the uh, illustration of the fig tree. And he also is going to talk about Noah and the thief in the night. Uh, in Matthew 24, 36, it makes it clear that nobody knows. No one knows uh, the day, the hour of the Lord's coming. But they can be aware of the movements of events and, uh, and signs. And so that you're not totally caught off guard. Paul tells us that we, we are not to be caught totally off guard like the world because we are children of the day and not of the night. So I, when you look at things that have happened, maybe you would say to me, well, Pastor, um, I'm sure that the people in World War I thought that this was it. And, uh, and then, of course, World War II, the Korean War, and, and all of these other wars, Vietnam War and Afghanistan, I'm sure they all, maybe even uh, the Civil War in the U.S. And of course, at the same time, wars were going around on around the world. When you look at that from a divine perspective and you look at it as, uh, as a thousand years, as like a day, it's a very short period of time. It's not like um, Jesus made a mistake when he says you'll hear wars and rumors of wars. These things have really happened in rapid succession. If you think about it, they have happened in rapid succession. It seemed like only yesterday I was a little boy. I, I don't know, uh, Brother Kenneth there, I don't know how you feel the same way. You know, and uh, he's, uh, he is about 12 years older than I am. And, and it's just uh, like, a, like a drop in the bucket. And it was just a little while ago that I was playing in the yard and, and running down the, the, the dirt road and the oil-soaked road. It was just looking for a clump of grass to, to cool my feet. It was just but yesterday. And so the Lord wants us to not, uh, not to be caught by surprise. Let's look at Matthew 24, 32 through 42. And I would like for you to be opened, uh, open to, to what Jesus would say to you that, so that you might be ready uh, for the coming of the Lord. Um, let's look at this. Verse 32, he says, uh, he said, uh, now learn the parable of the fig tree when its branch has already become tender and puts forth leaves. You know that summer is near. So Jesus is saying when you see all these signs, you know, coming about, you know that summer is near. You know that the time of his coming is near. He says even at the doors. Luke tells us in Luke 21 verse 29, 
He says, behold the fig tree and all the trees. Now Luke adds, and all the trees, because sometimes, if you, you ever notice our preaching and teaching, I may teach one way, uh, Pastor Tim may teach another way, Pastor Jackson may teach another way, Reverend Stan Mack may teach another way, and, and, and Pastor Ken Mushler may teach another way. And we, we all are teaching various ways, but and some of us may leave, say something because that was our emphasis. And, and somebody may say, well, oh, he left that out. But no, that was not my emphasis. But, but when you take all of it, then you must take it all in. Don't just say, I'm going to just eat uh, the, the steak on my plate and leave the green beans. You know, you, you take it all in. And that way, that way you will have the whole truth because each, each of us brings something. Each of us brings something. When uh, these elders teach, they bring something, and I'm listening to people teach, and I go, boy, that's really good. I'm going to put that in, into my arsenal, too. Yeah. yeah. And that's how you work with that. I mean, if, if you've got a, a, a good laser uh, beam, what do you call that, infrared, uh, you've got a good infrared, and I'm just going with my eyes, I'm going to get that infrared, too. So, so that's how we, we uh, understand more of the Word of God. If you're just uh, eating what you like, you're never going to grow and mature well. You have to eat it all, eat it all. And so I want you to do that. Now, let's continue this. And so, uh, so when Luke says, and all the trees, so the fig tree in the Bible all, uh, almost always, if not always, is a picture of Israel, of Israel. In Hosea chapter 9, verse 10, and Luke 13, 6 through 10, it talks about that. Now, now notice also he says, uh, the fig tree, behold the fig tree and all the trees, and and, and the other trees, right, um, uh, uh, would picture the nations of the world. So the other trees are all the trees. He is talking about the nations of the world. And um, maybe Jesus was suggesting uh, that there would be an increase in nationalism, nationalism, individualism uh, around the world. And now if, if should that be what he's, he means, which I think it is what he means, then that means that, that you and I, are not so much to be a participant in that, but we are to observe it as a sign. We don't have to be like that. We don't, I want the scripture to be fulfilled in me, but I want it to be fulfilled in me in a righteous way. I don't want it to be fulfilled in me as I walk after unrighteousness and I am swayed by the things that are happening in the world. Amen. Um, so I think that nationalism is one of those signs of the end times. And when these things begin to uh, come to pass, um, uh, it says when they begin to come to pass, you don't need them to all fully come to pass, but when they begin to come to pass, you know the summer is near. You know that the time is near. And I, my prayers are included in that as I pray, as I grow older and I pray for all of you who are much younger and, and my children who are younger and my grandchildren who are younger and your children and your grandchildren, all of you, I pray that these words would sink deep into your ears and that you would know and would never be deceived by those things that are coming up on the world, no matter how they try to smooth you. Hmm. And so, so uh, our generation, I believe, is seeing a foreshadowing of these signs. Uh, and uh, he also, Jesus gives us the story of Noah. Noah is a very good story, the days of Noah. Let's, let's take a look at the days of Noah. He said, but, as, but of uh, that day and hour, no one knows this, verse, verse 36, not even the angels of heaven, but my Father only. But, now notice how he says, but 
as the days of Noah were, so also will uh, the coming of the Son of Man be. We have talked about this, but I think it bears repeating. Uh, we can repeat it again because uh, it is very likely that some of you who are listening to me will, will see that day with your own eyes and be a part of that amazing uh, uh, event, the coming of the Lord. I mean, I, I, I can just imagine if, I, if I'm alive at that time, you're going to hear somebody screaming louder than Jeff Crack used to. Yeah. Yeah, you're going to hear somebody screaming and, loud, and loudly and shouting and, and just going and being beside themselves. That would be me. He says, um, for as in the days before the flood, they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage until the day that Noah entered the ark and did not know until the flood came and took them all away. So also will uh, the coming of the Son of Man be. Then he goes on to say, uh, then two men will be in the field, one will be taken and the other left. Two women will be grinding at the mill, one will be taken and the other left. Watch therefore, for you do not know what hour your Lord is coming. You don't know the hour. You know the season. You, you don't know the hour. But know this, that if the master of the house had known what hour the thief would come, he would have watched and not allowed his house to be broken into. Therefore, you also be ready, for the Son of Man is coming at an hour you do not expect. Now, what, what I think we find here is that Jesus, during the last uh, week of his life, he is giving us very important information. I think that when we read the book of Malachi, and, and any believer reads the book of Malachi, you should, we should pay perhaps more attention to the book of Malachi than we do, because God uh, did not speak to Israel for over 400 years after that. So, so whatever the last thing he says, you ought to think that is important. He told us to go into all of the world and preach the gospel, one of the last things he said. So I think that is important. I don't think it's time to just kind of uh, have a little uh, nice little group of people and we're, we're all just happy in Zion, you know, all of our needs were provided uh, for and, uh, and, and we're just happy and we just want nobody to molest anything that's around us. You know, don't disturb anything. Just let us have our wonderful life and our big screen TV so we can watch sports and, and enjoy our lives and, and have a good 401k. And, and just we want everything to be in perfect order. You know, but that's not really God. That's not what's going to happen. Things are going to be in disarray. You just want to make sure that you're not a part of that. Now, listen here. The days of Noah, it's uh, emphasizing, as we have said to you before, it's emphasizing the people, uh, the people uh, did not know that day when the flood would happen. And uh, the, the, now the ark, uh, and Noah and his family in the ark are a picture of God's ability to preserve us. So it doesn't matter what's going on, God then can preserve us. God doesn't have to evacuate us, which I, I, I do believe that we're going to be caught up to be with the Lord. I don't want you to leave thinking I don't believe that. We will be caught up to be with the Lord. But I'm not too sure that we know exactly that some of the things that we have taught are going to be exactly like that. I, I think there may be a little bit of that. Yes, we will be caught up to be with the Lord. But we'll talk about that if we have a, a, a moment here in a minute. Um, but God is able to preserve you just as he preserved uh, Israel in Goshen while he was judging uh, Egypt and judging all of the false gods. And so when God comes, when he, Jesus comes, he's going to judge uh, this world, this wickedness. And he can also preserve us at the same time from the wrath of God, but never from tribulation, but from the wrath of God. Um, 
Uh, what, what kept, the question would be, what kept uh, the people from listening to Noah's message and obeying? What would keep you from listening to what I'm preaching and teaching and obeying it? So what kept them from listening to Noah? I would say the common interest of life. Just regular stuff. Normal living kept them from listening. They were eating. They were drinking. They were marrying. They were given, giving in marriage. They lost the best by living for what was good. It's a terrible thing to get so absorbed in the pursuits of this life that we forget Jesus is coming. And I, I want to continue to remind you of that, that Jesus is coming. The thief in the night uh, starts in, in Matthew 24, 42. But before I go to Matthew uh, 42, verses, verse 42, uh, let me just say that I read by a wonderful author that uh, good is an enemy of the best. And normalcy is an enemy to our vigilance. We want to make sure that we are not seeking normal. It's, it's interesting how we can just catch on to these phrases. Have you noticed that? Somebody will say something and then we'll just start saying the same thing without thinking about them. And what we want is Jesus to come and what we want is righteousness to pervade the nation. We don't want, uh, say, partisanship and, 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 and these political parties to rule our lives. You know, then, then that means that our salt is not salty. It's not pungent anymore. I want to say that. Do I have to say that loud, loudly? You know, that means if, if, you're, if you're wrapped up into that, you're not wrapped up in God. All right? I want to say that strongly. Uh, Jesus used Noah to warn. Uh, yes, he, he used Noah to uh, uh, warn us that men will not know the day. Um, but he used the picture of the burglar, the burglar uh, to warn that they will not know the hour. And so he's showing us that that we're going to know approximately, but we're not going to know exactly. So during the coming period, uh, this coming, coming period, we'll be able to, uh, from the scriptures, tell just because of the events that are happening, we're saying, hey, we're moving toward the day. I would tell you today, now, I am aware of that more than ever. When I was a young boy <coughs> and going to the uh, summer revival, and uh, we had those summer revivals, there were amazing revivals that we would have in the summer. <clears throat> I always thought that Jesus was going to come any minute. And then, of course, it, and we were prepared for him to come in a minute because they would sing those songs. It's going to rain down fire, and we sure didn't want to be raining down fire on us. <laughs> and so we, we really, we always got saved every summer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a true story. True story. <clears throat> but, but today, I, I sense more than ever, I sense more than ever the coming of the Lord. It, it's like... It's just even at the door. It's amazing. And uh, there's hardly a, a, a day that I wake that I don't think that the coming of the Lord. And uh, that's why I spend, uh, for the most part, every other week uh, just in consecration. Just consecrating myself so that I will, my ears will hear. As my ears grow a little bit uh, um, hard uh, against uh, sound, uh, my inner ear, my inner heart, the ear of my heart is very, very sensitive. And I'm listening to that more and more. Amen. 
Y yes. Um, um, so um, the days also, the, the, uh, let me just go back. I was going to miss something, but I, I don't want to do that. Um, we're not going to be able to calculate the exact day or the hour of Christ's return. So, but one thing we know is that, that during this, uh, this amazing period that's coming on the earth, uh, the days will be shortened for the elect's sake. That time period is going to be shortened for the elect's sake. Uh, it says this is what we know from, from the, the pictures uh, of, of, um, of Noah, uh, of the fig tree of Noah, and of the thief. Uh, we know that he is near. We know that Jesus is near. We know that we need to watch. We need to know. We need also know that we need to be ready. Uh, it doesn't matter what time he comes. We need to be ready um, because we do not know when he's going to return. Therefore, we ought to always be alert. Do you live uh, your life in a state of readiness? Have you forgotten that message and gone on to the next message? But live your life in a state of readiness. I'm, all, I'm ready. I'm ready uh, for the Lord to come. Uh, I'm watchful and I'm faithful. You know, okay, are you alert? Are you watchful? Are you faithful? Um, the scripture says that God has not appointed us to wrath. And so you and I will never, ever experience the wrath of God. We have escaped the wrath of God. We will never, ever be. But we, we have not escaped, nor will we ever escape tribulation. We won't, on this, on this earth, escape tribulation. There's a difference between those. So he has saved us from the wrath to come. So those of us who are in Christ uh, will never experience uh, the wrath of God. Why? Because God poured out all of his wrath on Jesus the Son. And Jesus took our wrath or our beating, as it were. In 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verses 9 and 10, it says, For God has not destined us for wrath, but to obtain salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ, who died for us, so that whether we are awake or asleep, we might live with him. Uh, so as the people of God, we will certainly not go through wrath. In John 16, verses, verse 33, he says, Jesus says, I have said these things to you that in me you may have peace. So you and I must have peace no matter what's going on in the world. You know, don't you panic like the world. No, it doesn't matter what goes on. You know, uh, uh, the insurrection in January. I, I didn't ever think I would live to see an insurrection in our nation. And uh, I never thought, even if I did, I wouldn't have thought that people would just look at it and say, I, I don't see what I see. I never would have thought that. I mean, it's just, okay, I'm not picking on anybody. I'm preaching. Are you still with me? And so, and so I wouldn't have ever thought that. You know, but, but listen here. He says, in the world you will have tribulation. So you're going to have crazy things that happen, even in America. We're going to have crazy earth things happening right here in our nation. The nation, the home of the free, what is it? land of the free and the home of the brave. We're going to have them right here. We are having them right here. And they're happening all over the world. We just had a, a, a situation in Belarus where the dictator sent fighter jets to bring back a civilian plane. We've not heard of these crazy things. But this is going to happen with great rapidity. So you don't say, well, it's the Republicans' fault. Oh, it's the Democrats' fault. No, I think it's the Independents' fault. Oh, it's Antifa. No. We, we, let's don't do that. Let's don't join those things. I said, let's don't join those things. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Jesus says, 
but take heart, I have overcome the world. And what Jesus did when he overcame the world, he overcame the world by himself. And, and all of that overcoming, a power, uh, that all overcoming ability, the, the, the authority of, the, of his overcoming is now resident in the people of God. It's resident in the people of God. Why can't we just wholeheartedly just take that and embrace that? I mean, I don't know why. why. If you are reticent to embrace the truth of God, then you're in danger. You're in a dangerous place. Are you still with me? Hallelujah. This kind of preaching got John the Baptist to lose his head. All right. Let's look. I'm going to be done in just a couple of minutes. I mean, <laughs> D-O-N-E. Acts 14.22. Barnabas and, and uh, Paul and Barnabas returned to Lystra and Iconium and to Antioch, strengthening, listen, strengthening the souls of the disciples, encouraging them to continue in the faith, and saying that through many tribulations we must enter the kingdom of God. They, they, the places where they got beaten and maltreated, they went back there strengthening the believers because you are important to God. God never wanted just Caleb and Joshua in the promised land. He wanted a whole congregation. He doesn't want a few preachers, you know, in the kingdom. He wants a whole body. And so we, we, must, we must go through tribulation in order to, to uh, enter this amazing kingdom. And um, I think I'm going to be, I'll tell you what, let me do this. Let me just stop right here. Let me do one more thing and I'll stop. So in 1 Thessalonians 4, verse 13, Paul says, I do not want you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning those who have fallen asleep, lest you sorrow as others who have no hope. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, how many of us believe that Jesus died? Buried and rose again. Even so, if you believe that, even so, God will bring with him those who sleep in Jesus. For this we say to you by the word of the Lord, that we who are alive and remain until the coming of the Lord will by no means precede those who are asleep. For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a shout and with the voice of an archangel and with the trumpet of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. Then we who are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and thus, and thus we shall always be with the Lord. Amen. 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 I'll be back in just a moment.
Sometimes you don't know you're listening, but my, my dad always made sure that we listened to him. Uh, I know I always talk a lot about him. Um, I never thought I would, <laughs> but he always made sure we listened to him. And, and as a result, I think I became a very good listener because if dad told you something, he would tell you one time and then you were responsible for it. Boy, that, that will teach you to listen. But I, I remember hearing when I, as a boy, uh, older people then saying things like, you don't want the Lord to come and find you with your work undone. You know, I, I want to say that to everybody because I'm not trying to frighten you. I just want you to be sober and vigilant and know that we, we have a responsibility before God to live soberly and righteously in this present world. And uh, the more I know of God, the more I know of his will, the more unlike the world I become. I, I've noticed that, and, and you will be the same. So I want you to, those of you who are standing, I want you to remain standing. But if there's anybody here tonight, you've come in, in here tonight, and you, you've not given your heart to Jesus, you know that. You know what that's like. And you want to give your heart to Jesus. I would like to see your hand, and I want to give you some uh, brief instructions. If you'll just raise your hand and say, I want to give my heart to Jesus tonight, leave it up until somebody sees it. And I want it to share with you. Perhaps there's somebody online and you want to give your heart to Jesus, you can do the same. The Bible says that the word is near you. It's in your mouth and in your heart. It's the word of faith, which we preach. It's the word of faith. And this is the word of faith, that if you would confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you'll be saved. I know every time I, I read that or, or, or recite that, I, I'm, I'm just amazed. I mean, God, are you telling me that you sent Jesus down here to do all of this? I was filled with sin from head to toe, inside, outside, born a sinner. Now, I wasn't a sinner just because of what I, was done. I, I had done. I was a sinner because of who I was. Born into sin. And you tell me if I believe that this man who bled and died and hung on that cross is your son, you'll save me? He said, yes. Wow. And then I believe that God is able then not, not only to save me, but to keep me. If God can save me, from who I was, then God can keep me. It's not like, well, I can't. Get rid of your eye. The, the I can't, I can't, I can't, I just can't help. Yes, you can. Si se puede, si se puede. Because of the power of God in your life. You can't do your own thing and do God's thing. So he says, 
you believe, he'll save you. You will be saved. For with the heart one believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. For the scripture says, whoever believes on him will not be put to shame. Wow. This is what God wants to do for you. This is what God wants to do for you online. And we bless you in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen.